Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Vinyl Boys are back with yet another episode. And have we lined up a gym for you today? The time was right in the 60s for some rebellion. We had Mick's lips, Mick moving his hips, you had Keith's licks, and you had Brian Jones that was the multi-instrument player. And they were the quintessential rock band out of the UK, a little after the British, British invasion, but they were the anti-Beatles and they were the Rolling Stones. We do have the Vinyl Boys in the house. What's up, Memphis? We in the house, baby. We've got DJ Raymo G, the OG. What up, Raymo? What's good? What's good? And we got Tomcat, who has the vinyl in hand, ready to drop the needle on this episode. What up, Tomcat? How you doing, Gentry? I'm doing pretty good. Just been reading up on these stones, and man, they've lived some kind of life, these guys. Well, some of them didn't live a long life, and we'll get into that story coming up on this edition. We are brought to you by Factor Meals. They're the number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They're ready to eat right to your door which I know Memphis has had a factor meal. Uh, yes, I have. What do you think? Man, fire. I had that, uh, parm- it was like a Parmesan ch- uh, chicken creamy cheese or something like that. Man, like, I, want, I want another one, dude. It wasn't enough for me. I want some more. Well, you can get 50% off if you use the Vinyl Boys promo code. All you have to do is go to factormeals.com slash DVB50. Use that code DVB50, get 50% off. That's code DVB50 at factormeals.com slash DVB50 and get that 50% off. Really good food. We've got really good music lined up. Let's get into the main course, which is the album Let It Bleed, released November 28th. The year was 1969. (laughs) 69, he said. He said 69. Put the fucking needle on the record, dude. Put the needle on the record. <laughs> Let's go. Make it happen, Pappy. All right, here we go. Here it is. Let it bleed. Did we find out what is actually bleeding? Uh, well, actually, they said that it's the blood that goes into a needle, possibly, when you shoot up, or it's like letting the music bleed onto the track. I, I, mm. uh, let's just take it on the track. Oh, man. Golly. Uh, Everybody this song knows right here, this Give song. Me Shelter, is about watching the world burn. It's about Armageddon. You know who uses this a lot in his movies? Martin Scorsese, I guess, has used this song in four different movies. It's a song you've heard quite a few times. Yeah, um, I think I heard it. First time I heard this song was in the Scorsese film. It's crazy. I don't really like Scorsese films, but I love this song. You don't like Scorsese films? No, nah, I'm not really crazy about them because they're mostly all the same. Goodfellas? Mafia movie. Oh, yeah. Yep. So this one is an anthem on stage and on the record, Mick Jagger said. He, uh, he was quoted as saying, it was a very moody piece about the world closing in on you a bit. I always felt like I should be on LSD when I listen to their music. Funny you bring that up because there's a historic story about taking acid and LSD. This is after the band became popular. Keith Richards decides, I'm going to throw a party at my house. And we're all going to do acid. Mm-hmm. I want Mick to bring his hot model wife over so she can get all fucked up and do crazy shit. Sweet. Even invited George Harrison of the Beatles 
the Beatles. People thought that the Beatles and Stones really didn't get along, but ultimately, you know, maybe they took pot shots at each other, but they had respect for each other. Sure. Two different styles, two different bands. They did drugs together, too. So George Harrison's invited to this party. All the Stones are there. Some celebrities are there. They start doing acid. Great party. I hear there's a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll going on oh, at this party. Yes. And then George Harrison leaves the party, the Beatle, and not long after that, the authorities show up, cameras and everything, and arrests happen. There's a famous video, you can look it up, of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards coming out of the party in handcuffs. I remember that. Imagine what that night was like if you had just done acid, and then you get arrested and you have to spend like the come down in jail. They did both Keith and Mick spend the night in jail. Only one night. Bad trip. Bad trip. Bad trip. Wow. Really bad trip. That was trip. a bad trip, all right. To jail. I'm yeah. just wondering if, why didn't George get in trouble? Nobody really questioned. I, I started thinking conspiracy when I heard that, that the Beatle leaves and then the cops show up. That like he dropped a dime on him? Yeah, like he tried taking he the stones did. down. You think? Okay. Yeah, George Harrison might have dropped a dime on him. It was probably not. somebody in that party nah. that he wanted and Mick might have got him. And he was a little upset about him, dropped a dime. He's like, I'm out of here. Think he got I'm the short pick. end of I'm the a, stick on, yeah. on some acid? <laughs> Say, man, they didn't pay me. I'm calling the cops. I'm a beetle. You can't do that to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Dropping a dime. They had a legal battle going on for about a year. And then finally they was dropped. Finally just dropped. And then that kind of helped their lure. You know, the people were like, oh, yeah, these guys doing LSD, having the cops show up, and then they don't even get in trouble. That's so rock and roll. You know, nowadays we'd be like, oh, those entitled rock punks. We would get in trouble. Yeah. So the guest, uh, the, the, the vocals, Depends second vocals more. that you hear right now is uh, Mary Clayton. She's an American singer, obviously. She's a gospel singer. And I, when I first heard this song, I'm like, who is the female boy vocal on it? I'm like, that's what really made me like the song. I'm like, whoever she is, she really outshining him in a major way. She's like, to me, making this song a little bit. And I found out today, out of all these years, that who it is, Mary Clayton. Nice. So I, I was reading this crazy-ass story about Keith Richards about how he snorted his dad with some coke. Oh, yeah, oh, he wow. did do that. And he says uh, five years after the death of his dad, uh, Bertrand Richards, Keith's father, the guitarist once implied that he committed an inventive act that brought him closer to the dearly departed. The strangest thing I've tried to snort, he said, my father. Richards reportedly told the UK News uh, how he was cremated and I couldn't resist grinding him up with a little bit of blow. <laughs> and, and then they were kind of bitching about it. He said, anybody who might have bitched about it, he said, my dad wouldn't have cared. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's classic. Well, I tell you what. That's funny. Whenever I perish, whenever I perish before y'all and I get cremated. Don't snort me. Rainbow, no. I'm giving you permission. Well, TK, no, you can't have none. But Rainbow, you can mix me up in some of your cocaine. It's all you, it gotta be, Listen, it got to be good shit because I'm, I'm a high oh, standard motherfucker. Yeah, throw that out the window. So I haven't had good coke good in 20 shit. years. You better find <laughs> some, well, you better go find some good ones so you can start me. I don't think there's such a thing anymore. There isn't. Kids, then, stay away from the cocaine. Yeah, it's, it's probably fentanyl or some It's bullshit. not even worth it anymore. It's not coke. Unless don't you go to it. like Columbia somewhere. Sorry, guys. Uh, we had all the fun and you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> this song right here is Thank called our parents uh, for that. Love in Vain. Love in Vain. Keith and Mick would write most of the songs. A lot of soul. Yeah. Well, they were, at the start of the Rolling Stones, they were a cover blues band. They loved Chuck Berry. That was the music they loved. And really, the guy that put the band together is the guy you probably have never heard of unless you're a big Stones fan, and that's Brian Jones. Brian Jones is the guy that came up with the name calling them the Rolling Stones off of a Muddy Waters track. And Brian Jones was a multi-instrument player. He would play the guitar. He would play the harmonica. He would play the keyboard. He would play the saxophone. Dope. And he was kind of the mastermind behind uh, the band. Now, it's a sad story when you hear about what happened to Brian Jones. Because what happened was Keith Richards ended up stealing his girl. Uh, in the 
Oh, mid, man. Mid to late 60s. What a jet. Sniffed her right up. Took her, sniffed them freaking panties right up his nose. You gonna sniff my dad? And Brian Brian actually was slipping, though, as we say. He, he got caught slipping because the drugs were starting to take over Brian a little too much. And the other band members were noticing it, and he was getting arrested. So Keith was doing less drugs than Brian. No, I think he was. I think he was doing them, but he, he was wasn't getting caught. He had a higher oh, tolerance. Ah, yes, that's how it usually. Because here's what happened: Brian Jones, he was again the mastermind behind the band. Starts doing the drugs, gets arrested, gets to the point where he can't get a working visa to tour with the band because Damn. he's in so much fucking trouble. And so now, you know, when the what is it? The mice. When the cat's away, the mice will play. The skank. The skanks will get slayed. Keith Richards starts banging Brian Jones's old lady. Then she leaves him for Keith. Now you know that's not going to be good for a band. Definitely not. When one band member takes another band member's girl. Yeah, you should know better. Well, he you probably know, figured. No, no, he probably figured at that point he's like, bridge. well, you don't have a visa, and yeah, you can't not rock. Gonna get one, so. You're stuck gonna, at home. Yeah, right? like, why the fuck was she traveling? Yeah, it's like, like I, it's, she's a hoe, problem. Can I ask yeah, one more question? Sure, sure. What? Aren't there plenty of girls? You're a rock band. You are the Rolling Stones. Did you have to steal this man? There's only one I, Penny I Lane. There's but only one Penny Lane. Yeah, there's only one Money Penny. TK. She was a dime. Was she? Oh, I don't know. It had Money to look her pennies up. usually let's, are. Let's see. See who the woman is that tore Brian Jones and Keith Richards apart. I bet she threw. She too. must be a dime. She better be. If she anything less than ordinary, boy, she getting clowning. So, so then, what was her name again? Look it up. Do your research. Jeez. Do your research, man. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Brian Jones, Keith Richards, love affair. Who was she? That's what we want to know. But the sad story, though, for Brian Jones is after he lost his girl. And he lost his visa. The alcohol, the drug problems, they mount up, the legal problems. And next thing you know, oh, he's dang. kicked out of the band. Oh, man. Kicked out of the band and then dies like literally a year later. They say he was doing quaaludes and in his pool, he liked to keep it at 98 degrees. He liked a warm pool. People speculate that he was sitting on a float, eating quaaludes, drinking, and just passed out and rolled over because they didn't see any trauma. Uh, they, oh, yeah. they, they don't know. That's what they're. That's what the coroners said that he, too many quaaludes, fell asleep, drowned in his own pool at 27. The first of the rock stars to, to you know die at that the age of 27. Plus. So he was the first one, huh? Yeah. All right. So her name was Anita Pallenberg. Anita yeah. Pallenberg. Yeah, and she, she was a like? German Italian actress, artist, and model. And uh, she was kind of like the it girl of the 60s and 70s. Uh, her pictures of then are uh, definitely hittable. Definitely. she's No, she's good looking. I mean, somebody's no, hittable looking. scale is totally different. We're talking one to ten here. Uh, specific. They're also saying right here on the internet that, as noted in a report from the Daily Mail journal, journalist, and music biographer Leslie Ann Jones' latest book, The Stone Age, draws on several new interviews with people close to Jagger, including Megastar, was sexually involved with his songwriter partner, the equally iconic Keith Richards. That Mick would hook up with Keith? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying on they the internet. They were just banging here. each other. Yeah, that's what they're saying on the internet. They're also, you know, like, they're saying they were also banging each other. Too. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's hot. She's, uh, yeah, no, she's, she's definitely grade A. She's skinny as hell. I mean, 
Her body, but she's definitely got a really cute face. So now she looks like shit. On the scale, on the scale of one to ten, she's 120. The honky tonk blues. I know she was fine. Matter of fact, excuse me, I'm going to the bathroom. Easy, (laughs) easy, right? This is. I'm uh, taking my computer with me. This is country honk, right? This is honky tonk women, I believe. A honky tonk. It's me. Number this is Midnight Rambler. This is Midnight uh, number three. Midnight Rambler. Midnight oh, Rambler. Midnight it's, Rambler. It's, it sounds like the lyrics from Honky Tonk Woman to me. Let's see here, I'm gonna this go is, to this the. This is kind of country. This is oh, a very country. Yeah, style. They call this country, country honk. honk. Country honk. Now they had another version of this song out, the same song, but a little more drums in it and a little more rocking sound. And if you play it for a southern crowd, they dance their ass off to this song. Give me now the honky tonk blues. That kind of draws my attention to something on this cover of this album. If you try to read the song titles across the cover, they don't line up. So the first, the first two were right next to each other, "Let It Bleed" and "Love in Vain." But then when you get to "Country Honk," it's way on the other side, down here on the side. So, but you got to read the record down here to know where just know the songs. Well, if you look at the album cover, it's very interesting. Um, they have a tone arm of an antique phonograph. Mm-hmm. Then you see like a record changer spindle that's supporting several different atom, uh, items that are stacked up on a plate. It looks like a stack of records, but mm-hmm. I think one is a film canister. And then there's a clock dial. There's a pizza on there. Looks like a bike tire. Yep. And then at, at the top, it looks like a cake with you have little figurines that are representing, I guess, the band. So that's the Let It Bleed 1969 album cover. Pretty interesting. Cake looks disgusting. <laughs> it does not look attractive at all, ladies and gents. Yeah. So I wonder what's the meaning behind like the album cover. I know I should do my research. Before you you should. It. Well, this album cover became a postage stamp in the Royal Mail back in 2010. Iconic cover. It, some will say this is the album that was when the band changed because this. Brian Jones, we spoke of, who never gets any of the love because his girl got taken and he got kicked out of the band. But he left. He only were he's only on about two or three of the songs on this album. And some will say that they went in a big slump after uh, Brian Jones left. That the band was a shell of itself and they never made better songs after 1969. Huh, he can always go and he can in whatever where he is in his afterlife, he knowing in his mind and just looking in like y'all, y'all shit went down without me. That's what you get trying to steal my broad or stealing my broad. He, yeah, they did it. He didn't try yeah. nothing. Fuck that bitch. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he took it she, personal. She shouldn't have been on the road in the first doggone place. And that's just the rules on the road is this: no wives and no girlfriends. It's true. And you don't sleep with somebody else's. Girlfriend or spouse yeah. in the group. You don't do that. Yeah, no, that's fucked That's up. just a ruling. If you break those rules, those are consequences. You, there's definitely a fight. Well, and somebody getting an ass whooping. Obviously, Keith would have whipped other dudes' ass because if it was the other way around, dude would have did. Well, he was trapped that. without his visa to get there and whoop his ass. I'm sure they came back to yeah, town to once in a while. Yeah, they had to come back. <laughs> that he was waiting for. He had to come back. Well, like, you got to see me, homie. Don't you? Yeah, can't yeah, go. yeah. But I, you know what? I think they could have been intentional too. They probably wanted his ass like, like well, I'm gonna sleep with his girlfriend, and he's not gonna be here. No, ha, ha, ha. I'll tell you exactly what was going on. He got way out of control with the drugs. The other dude still had the drugs, but wasn't out of control with him, and still had enough money to buy them all. And she wanted to do the drugs and probably get some dick every now and then. And that's what happens, dude. It's the life of a rock star. And she was a part of it. Like she's known as like a Rolling Stone groupie. Because well, of yeah, everything she's she did, t- so she's totally a groupie, all right. I, you know, if, if that's who she chose to be, that's who she chose to be. But it's like, I wonder how did that hurt her career, though. For him, like as far as he's concerned, it's on him. He should have saw that shit. Like, yeah, you I'll don't, be like, okay, yeah, I'll you be don't, like, you don't marry I ain't that person. I gotta deal with her ass. You don't marry that person. And until I get my legal shit right with this visa, I'm actually gonna chill out for a second, have a good time. I wouldn't be worried about that. I would have had, I would enjoy myself, got myself together, still had fun, but start another band, maybe. Yeah, there, I mean, because obviously he had the skills. Yeah, there you go, start another band. That one was "Live with Me." That's a good one. I like that record. Yeah, that was good. The next one is the title track, "Let It Bleed." 
See, I didn't think I would like the Rolling Stones. Let's listen to it and see if we can't get at least an assumption of what Let It Bleed stands for. Well, we just got because I'm looking and I can't find anything. Oh, no, no. I already told you. I read it. Oh, is that what that was? I thought that was your assumption. No, no, that's oh, what okay. it says online. Oh. It says it's kind of a double entendre. It means you're letting. You ever heard of that? Like let it bleed. Let yourself let it bleed on sure. the track. Yeah, hip hop, they'll say yeah. that when you're like yeah. rapping, you let it yeah, out. You know, yeah. you're letting it bleed. Let it all go. It also it is also what happens when you stick that needle in your arm to put the drugs, which is drugs, is a big part of their lives. To when you go to put that in your arm, the blood flows into the needle. Let it bleed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. I used to be a phlebotomist. Phlebotomist. You yes. learn something new every. I thought every you were just a hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> so the lyrics go: As we go, she so she said, "My breast, they will always be open. open, baby. You can rest your weary head right on me." Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, them big and cannons. Right on me, right on me. So then you got that part, and then you're gonna what? go. Sounds like she always has her shirt off. Always be. A space in my parking lot. So that means in her imp- puss. Sing yeah, women, that's important. You gotta when you sing need though, a little coke, cocaine, sympathy, cocaine, yeah, sympathy. Hey, that's a great place to be. So she, she got her, she ain't got a top on. She always got, she ready for you. Oh, this is a good song. Yeah, I like this. Let it bleed. I like this. So it says uh, also. According to legend, the Stones spent so long working on the record's folky title track, Richard's fingers actually started bleeding. There you go. It's worth it. It's worth spilling the blood to make a hit. Yeah. It says it's an amusing anecdote since Let It Bleed is such a simple song built on a straight ahead three chord acoustic strum. It is. Three chords in the truth, baby. That's what they say in rock and roll. Acoustic strum in your face. Boom. Boom. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It really is interesting how this band came on the scene because it's before our time. I mean, maybe Ramo, I think you were alive well before the Stones came along. But, nope. Um, I'm just kidding. But the 60s were the Beatles. You know, the Beatles were hot. It was like, look at these clean cut British invasion pop stars. And a guy that worked for the Beatles, his name is Andrew Luke Oldham. He was a uh, like a fashion guy, and he worked with the Beatles. But he saw the Stones, and he thought, you know what? These guys could be the anti-Beatles, the anti-establishment. They could grow their hair long. They could, you know, not have the clean-cut image that the Beatles have, and they could have their own lane. And at the time, the the Stones had six members. And he ended up, there's a famous quote that he, where he said, you can only have five members in a pop band. And he said, that's because kids can only count to five. So unfortunately for this guy named Ian Stevenson, or excuse me, Ian Stewart. See, I even forgot his name. Ian Stewart got kicked out of the band. He played the keyboards and the piano in the original Rolling Stones. But when this guy, Andrew Lug, came along, he kicked out the sixth member made it five and this guy really made Mick the star and helped manage the band that then became the legendary band we know now so a lot of people look up Andrew Luke Oldham he is the guy that molded the Stones into what they are today awesome they were a blues band cover band when he met them so it's Hmm. actually a guy from the Beatles camp left the Beatles found his own lane with these anti-establishment guys, the Stones, and 
the rest is history. That's that's dope. That's this, a great story. This guy McJagger in the song, he's been saying we all need somebody to cream on over and over again. <laughs> I'm reading the lyrics, yeah. and uh, it's like they're talking about how he has these uh, juvenile drug. Re- Listen, oh, he's been saying right there. So he's got all these uh, juvenile drug and sex reference sex references in this song, and they're talking about how it's pretty much a a train wreck at some points musically, and sometimes yeah. the snare is off and shit. Someone to cream on. We are the Vinyl Boys. It is Gentry, DJ Ramo, DJ Tomcat. We got Memphis on air. We're here with a classic piece of vinyl. And wouldn't you know, it was vinyl that brought Keith and Mick together. Really? The story, yeah. the story goes, you know, they knew each other since grade school, Mick and Keith. And Mick's walking down the alley with a bunch of vinyl records in his arm. This is when they're teenagers. Keith comes up to him. He's like, "Hi, mate. What what you got on the arm there?" Mick pulls out some of his records: Bo Diddley, Chuck, Chuck Berry, and uh, Keith says, "You know what? I'm gonna borrow a couple of those records." Mick had all the records. Keith would borrow them. Then next thing you know, they started hanging out, listening to the records together. Back Both. when you could just meet somebody on the sidewalk and loan them your records and get them back. Yeah. Well, they were, they were friends. Probably, oh, they knew okay. each other from <laughs> yeah, school. They, around the way, they were know. they were from school together, but no, they probably smoked pot. No, that's called a robbery. Let me I get got, those records. No, they say it started with the hash. They were started smoking hash. Same shit. Then they went to marijuana. Then they went to the cocaine. Oh yeah. Then the LSD. Then the heroin. You know this, that shit gets this band, out of control. This man. band definitely went hard. Once you hit heroin, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, yeah you you're are. done. So it's kill a, my dad. It's over. If you've ever taken a painkiller, some of these, I just watched the thing oh, on Ox- sure. Oxycontin. Yeah. It was full of heroin. Yeah. yeah. They, they got us hooked on heroin in the early opioids. 2000s. A lot of rockers. Heroin is made out of opium. Yep. Yeah, opioids. Oh, it's yeah. a poppy plant. Yeah, the poppy and plant. Then they yeah. get the, the, I wonder if it grows in Florida. No. Nope. Where is it? Can we find something? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know if you not, can get some. how can you grow it? The closest place I think you can get some is Amsterdam. Uh, not Amsterdam, but... Uh, Afghanistan. Yeah. They I'm sure it's that is closer. where the fields are. I bet you they I bet you you can get some like homegrown shit in like California or no, Colorado. No, no they don't. Oh no. Hell yeah, Colorado, yeah. You, I heard it's every a drug is legal to grow the poppy that plant in the country. You can't do Is that. it? Hell yeah. Are you sure? You know what has disappeared? See. Have you been in my closet? No. <laughs> no, I, no, I <laughs> haven't, but thanks for incriminating yourself. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Obviously. Let's hear from Mick Jagger. We have a clip here. This is from the uh, Howard Stern show. He pulled this clip, and uh, it's him talking about his songwriting process. There's two ways. There's two parts of writing songs, really. One, one's the initial inspiration idea. You know, you get an idea for a song, whether it's a lyric or whether it's a riff or whether it's a melody or all three at once. And then you get that initial thing, but the, the song's not finished. You know, it's, it, it's just an idea or, it, or it's a chorus, you know, or something. Or it's, but then, then you have to craft it. You, so you got your initial inspiration and then you, then you have your craft, you know? So, so you have to finish the verses, you have to make this work, you want um, a middle section, something to take away from the main melody. So the initial inspiration, which is the most interesting in a way, usually comes when you're not trying to do something so you're like you say you're you're just sitting there looking out the window or you're relaxed or you're having fun or you're in a shower or you're doing something else so i think that the you know the received wisdom about any kind of creativity of like that is that the more relaxed you are and the more fun you're having and the more you know you're just not trying that's when the initial uh, you get these initial inspirations about he so, so don't try, it, dude. He don't try. freaking nailed it. And let yeah. me just tell you, as a person who writes songs a lot, that is 100% the way it is. Yeah. The most inter- interesting things I've ever done that other people like just like came out of nowhere when I was relaxed like sure. that. Yeah. But when you're trying hard, it's like, that's exactly the way it sounds. <laughs> yep. You just let it bleed out. You gotta let it bleed, mate. It's a funky vibe one, right another here. Thing this I, is nice. This is a great one. This is called Midnight Rambler. One of the things I was reading as I was kind of doing some research on this song is the way they talk about how once they record a song, 
It's one way. But then after you record it, you go and you start playing it. You learn it. You start to perform it. Right. And it, they're saying it changes. The song changes. And that's interesting to me because I've never done that part. I can see that, though. But it doesn't change, like, a lot, though. It's like, like minimal stuff, right, when you say? They may well, change possibly, the arrangement, yeah. the speed of it, the how they do certain verses. It well, may sure. actually completely well, morph and, a And you got to think, too, that they're probably only playing a verse, maybe two, in, in a live setting. So to get as many songs as they can. So, you know, they're probably cutting verses out or certain riffs or adding something that they think is cool that they didn't, you know, because there's no rock remixes like that was a big thing in hip hop, but when it came to like traditional band music, like you didn't hear them put out all remixes of you know their shit. Like that just didn't happen. If you wanted to hear something different, you had to go to a live show. Right. That was called a performance. And going That's going to their performance, kids going yep. to their live shows in the early '60s, I guess, was nuts because. In 1964, they caused a riot at a show. Nice. <laughs> I love it. There's a, uh, there was a fan, I guess, that was spitting up on the stage at Keith Richards. This is a legendary story. Nasty when the band gross. Was, don't do that. This really yes. got them some wild press. They're playing this theater somewhere outside of London, and uh, this guy spits on Keith. And Keith, I guess, you know, he don't fucking play around, especially, you know, you spit on the man. I guess he like uh, went right up to the side of the stage and kicked the guy right in the face, <laughs> busted him in his mouth. Good. Then next thing you know, other people just started pushing each other. You know, almost like the the form of the first mosh pit, I guess, started. And people just started moshing and running into each other and fighting to where then next thing you know, people are up on the stage trying to fight the band. And again, kids, look this up. The 1964 riot where a guy, a fan, spits on Keith Richards. He kicks him in the face and the whole place... The whole theater gets destroyed. I love that. That is and, awesome. And this, that's so awesome. That was the beginning of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> that, folks, is <laughs> rock and roll. Yeah. That's rock and roll right there. Yes, it is. Now, there's another wild story about a concert. Now, this one isn't as much fun. Aww. But it's the late 1960s now. It's 1969. Mick decides the band has had so much success. He's so grateful to the fans. He wants to do his own Woodstock. <laughs> so he wants to do it rather than on the East Coast. Let's do it on the West Coast of the United States in San Francisco. And right place to do it. You could look it up. The concert just outside of San Francisco in 1969. The Stones put on a free concert. Wow. Tens of thousands, maybe a hundred thousand people show up at this thing. It's nuts. The Hell's Angels, if you're familiar with this biker gang. Never heard of them. Nah. They're nuts themselves. I think they still have some members out there. They don't, yeah, they, they don't have, have chapters the, in Florida. They got a gang of them out here. They don't Other. have the stronghold like they no. used to. Yeah, they're mostly out west. But the Hells Angels were hired at this event as security. And this uh, some racial shit went down. They say that this changed the band forever. Forget about Brian's death. Forget about the arrest at the house for the LSD party that this was what really shook the band. In the front row was a black guy with a white woman. And what the year was it? 1969. This is the same year that Dr. King was killed. Yep. Also, no, I think... 60, yeah, it was 60. Tensions were high. I think Bobby Kennedy had just been assassinated. Yep. We Vietnam, were still in Vietnam. Yep. Vietnam was you know, just getting going. Malcolm really. X had... Had it yeah. got assassinated uh, prior to that, as well as yeah. um, uh, my man from the Black Panthers. So I he guess the Panthers, they had the Panther movie going on too. Hell's Angels running the security. They didn't take too kindly with a black guy with a white girl. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And the famous story is that the event remembered as the Hell's Angels and a stabbing death of Meredith Hunter, they stabbed the girl. And there was uh, some other accidental deaths. For being in love her. Yes. Good Lord. They That's even, terrible. They said, sir, dude. you're free to go. That's where that joke started. Lady, you're dead. And uh, Wasn't that your uncle that did that? Yeah, possibly. Quite yeah. possibly. There was... Uh, call him, by the way. <laughs> that, that's got to be some kind of uh, shocking moment. You're on stage terrible. jamming, and then somebody gets stabbed. And I, and you hear, if you hear Mick talk about it, it's like... It's uh, it really shook the band, and there was LSD-induced drowning. I guess that happened at this concert. There was a hit-and-run car accident where two other people got killed. Cons- Good times. Considerable violence. I know we talk about Travis Scott's what the what did he call his Astro concert World. Astro World, where people got trampled, which is you know nothing to sneeze at. People, a death is a death. But you think 1969, people are just straight up getting stabbed by hell's I don't hell's, even know if they had seatbelts and cars yeah, back I mean, then, Gentry. Actually, guys, people were just flying out of windshields back then, left and right. Well, they didn't have seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, they probably did. I'm just being an asshole. I mean, their first mistake was hiring the hell's angels to run security. Why would you do that? That's just dumb. Well, they they were running the police. They were running hustle. I mean, they, they had a stronghold on the West Coast. So it's like if you want... If, if you want to be able to come to the West Coast and put on a concert, you better make the Hells Angels involved somehow. Or they need probably not going to get out there yet. Well, it depends on where. If you don't let us in to tear up your party, we'll come and tear up your party. Well, that, that's Bingo. Because you're going to pay us to do it or we'll do it we'll for do free. We'll do it for free. <laughs> it, it, it depends, You though. choose. It depends because out there it's different now. It's, Either way, it's you're different. Pay. I, 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 I'm not saying that they don't do stuff like that, but they can't just do that to everybody out on the West Coast because there are other factions on the West Coast that are bigger than them that won't have so, I don't know, but you know what? You still should have hired somebody else. To, what do you think you're going to do with the Hells Angels back in 69? They was wild. They was, that's when they was in their infant stage of wildness. So, you know they going to get crazy. Uh, the Hells Angels? No, yeah. they've been around for a little bit. Oh, yeah? I, lo- well, I think so. You got I mean, the I silver. That and was the name of that one. You're right. I, I think it was right around the time where uh, this one's called Monkey soldiers Man? started coming back from Vietnam. But it, it may have even been earlier than that. From I watched the documentary. I can't remember, but... It, They've been around for a long time. Yeah, I respect time. the hell out of them because yeah. I, I I like they, they structure, well, at least how it was. It used to be. Yeah. They didn't really do this one live that much, it says. Is really? Monkey Man? Monkey Man. Is it offensive? I don't, I don't well, think so. It doesn't, I don't think so. I'm a I'm a cold Italian pizza. I could use a lemon squeezer. could be a lemon squeezer. I don't think so. I could be a lemon squeezer? Oh, no, man. Sound like he told about grabbing somebody's junk. <laughs> now, you said it, Tomcat, that Keith Richards and Mick Jagger well, were possibly hooking up. Of. Well, I got it off of the, the internet, the interwebs here. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to... I, I'm, to me, it sounds like he's trying to say he's just like Squeezing a letdown. He's a, he's a black sheep. Sure. He doesn't follow he's the, you know, he's, he's the cold pizza. He's like, nobody wants him. Like, he's he's a thrown out trash. Like, he's an outcast. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. We know a few of those. We do. He said, I'm a I'm a broken sack of eggs. I've always been unmade bed, don't you? Yeah, I get that. I feel like that sometimes. I'm just a monkey man. I feel that way. Is that what your girl calls you? She does. And she'll make love to me, monkey Sorry. man. Smacking that butt. <laughs> monkey man. How about the world? Okay, how about oh man, you too, babe. <laughs> oh man, that was a that was a gutter right Monkey there. Monkey woman to you, babe. <laughs> how about that iconic logo of the Rolling Stones? Oh, you yeah, all know it. The tongue. It was inspired yeah. by a Hindu goddess. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, that's how, where the tongue sucking name? came from. Yeah, I'm like, uh, do tell. I don't know. That, no. Well, there's a picture <laughs> of this Hindu goddess. Says, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll have to do more of my research. Is it, um, oh, oh, I'm going to know the names right here. But that's where they got the iconic Shiva? look. And, you know, Mick had those big lips. 
And so, you know, you see the lips That's and the what tongue I thought on, it the, was. on the on the big. It was inspired I think it's by Shiva. That's what I just said. Shiva. Did Shiva. you say Shiva? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is. I'm trying to look there it up. There are seven of them. Seven Hindu goddesses. There's Brahmi, Mirhavishara, Kamira, Vashimvivir, Vashanti. I'm doing this wrong. Now that's actually an R&B singer. Very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, offensive. Slightly offensive. It says here it was inspired by Mick Jagger's large lips and also his interest in the Hindu goddess Samara Kali, the goddess of death, destruction, and doomsday. Yeah, isn't it Shiva? Samara Kali is what they say, the Hindu goddess Kali Samara man. Kali. Kaliman. Kali, the, the Kali person. girl. It's, yeah. it, it is a very iconic logo. Yes, it is. A lot of t-shirts sold with that on it, eh? I have one. Oh, I always boy. like playing the game of uh, net worth. <laughs> what do you so, guys think Mick Jagger's net worth is? Uh, I'm going to stick with my $150 million, uh, base bid. I'm going to raise that uh, base bid, TK, and I'm going to go $387 million. Okay, Ramo? Oh. Mick Jagger. The, he's got the moves like Jagger. He does. He does. He does. That wasn't his song, though. Uh, we're talking uh, overall. We're, yeah, he's I mean, been touring for like worth, 50 never, years. I know. That's what I'm trying to think. It's Maybe probably a lot. It's probably more than what I said. I'd say. 300 million? No. Uh, I'd probably like 450. Hmm? 450. Oh, what'd you say, Memphis? Uh, 387. Ramo, you would be the winner, winner. closest. Uh, his net worth is right around five hundred million. Okay, look at that. He, he's up there. Yeah. Now this nice. is my favorite song on the album, and I'll tell you why, because this is how I raised my children, with this song. You could ask them. You know both of my kids. Every time, I mean, this song can really teach you a life lesson, kids. You can't always get what you want, but if you try, sometimes. Now. You just might find you get what you need. Gets what you need. And on that yeah, note, man. I thought I had read something earlier this week about Mick Jagger saying he wasn't going to give his money to his kids, and that is what I read. Rock <laughs> legend Mick Jagger says his kids don't need $500 million, and hence he may even give away at least part of their inheritance. Can't yeah. have it. But no. you get what you need, and that's a job at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to make them burgers, boy. Get in. You'll live free hey, in my, one of my big them. mansions. This but song you got to so, work at McDonald's. So good. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole feeling, the way the the the, uh, the lead in. Yeah, it was like catches a you. like a little. Uh, what would that be? That's the choir sounding like yeah. the, the choir singing. I like that. I saw. Today at the reception. Mick, man, he had, he had the style, the grace. Another crazy thing about this band is they had like three lead people that really could be a leader of a band. You had Keith Richards, who arguably, you know, helped write the great songs. He was the quintessential rock star. And then you had in, in the days, the heydays, Brian Jones, who was the most talented musician of the group. And he had his own look. Women loved him, but nobody had it like Mick Jagger. He was the, he, I mean, I think he is, the, if you wanted to sketch out what a rock and roll star looks like, you would sketch out Mick and his moves. They said he would move all over the stage, his dance moves, uh, like nothing no one had ever seen before. Now, now we see him and he's like, he's 80 years old. It's hard to see it. Uh, but if you watch the old videos, you see this guy. He was a sexual dynamo. I watched him in his prime when I was a kid. You know, he was. He was. I prime think he was. Time, I think he had already missed his prime when you were born. His prime was this time, 1969. This is like nine years before you were born. Even I would say his prime might have even been 66, 67. Really? Yes. Yeah. He was the way he been kicking ass since we've been on the planet. Well, you know? they they had some down times where. Yeah. People didn't weren't into them like in the 80s. There was a time in the 80s where the Stones were like, "Oh, they're this old. It's just like it's not cool anymore." Yeah. You know? I remember that. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And even the 90s, they kind of started to come back in the mid-90s where people started appreciating them again. But think about it. 15, 15 years or so, nobody gave a They kind of didn't give a shit about it. You were a great band, but... Let me ask you. Let me ask you. This is a really crazy, crazy question, right? Do you think, like in the '90s, that what really helped them start to come back around was maybe a comparison with Aerosmith? I, I would think that that had something to do with it. I also think that that's the way things go. That's why I hear people hate on Drake now. You know, oh Drake, he just he's not the same. You know, it's not the same. We're tired of Drake, 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 Drake. It's kind of if, if you want to put it into current terms. It's like you get, you probably got sick of the Rolling Stones. It's yeah. like, you guys are just pushed down our throat. Over, we've heard Gimme Shelter. We've heard Honky Tonk. We've heard Let It Bleed. You know, it's like, let let some of these new guys come along. But then after you leave them for a while, you realize what you've been missing. That you need some Rolling Stones in your life. That the nostalgia of the Stones then come back. And now you are appreciating them again, which is why I think this generation starting to hate on Drake. I think it's just because he's won for so long. We're tired of him. 20 years from now, they'll bring him back. They'll put him up on a stage, and people will be like, oh, there he is, the great Drake of this generation. Well, he, right now we got Nas, and he's killing it. He's yeah. another one. He never really went away, though. That's he never thing. did, but I think the appreciation yeah. more. He had some downtime. A yeah, little. Not much, though. Not. It was very little. But, but Nas hasn't had the mainstream appeal of Drake. Right. Drake is oh, like the, yeah. Drake is like the Beatles. In my opinion, he had a five or seven year run just like the Beatles did, where it was like, man, remember when his songs seven years ago was just like he had four or five songs on the chart at the same time. Yeah. Like it's that's true. Beatles type shit. Yeah. People don't you don't think about that now. But in twenty years, promise you, I think people will remember Drake like we celebrate the stones hopefully for drake's sake i mean who knows we'll find out he maybe screws around with little children you never know that'd be be something to destroy you but that's just a hypothetical you can't always get what you want man i I tell you man this this is a good ass song i like this We're getting the EAS uh, yeah, test right now. Are you, you guys getting it too, huh? You can't always get what you want. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> we all got we all got the uh, the EAS or whatever they call it, that alert. It came in at 219 right What's, on time. I thought it was 218. 220. It's a little scary because who knows what they're testing it for. They're testing it for the nukes, bro. For the aliens that yeah, are coming. Yeah, I think it's the aliens, man. For everything. Also, the, the the, there's also the asteroid. They've been finding a lot Those of asteroids yep. that are going to hit. I saw a few black holes. They've been quietly talking about it. All right, we're not talking about clubs right now. <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we ought to uh, enjoy this music while we can. You never know when an asteroid or a big rolling stone is going to come tumbling down on and top of And that's basically what this, this album is about. It's about Armageddon. Look at that. That Look is what that. this album is what about. What are you getting? What? What are you getting to? Yeah, what are you getting? What are you talking about? You said Armageddon. What are you getting? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting the hell out of here. This, is this fucking get, album's over. This is, this is the last last song. I'm getting out of here. This album only 42 minutes long. You know what? I got 
got to be honest, guys. I think something like that, 42, 43 minutes. I did not think I was going to like the Rolling Stones, like, at all. And I'm like, I'm like some you of the You have a Rolling Stones t-shirt, I must add. You are a poser. I was a total yeah. poser yeah. on that. Total yeah. poser. Well, technically not anymore, because, like, this whole album, like, I'm going to have to have it for my collection. I really enjoyed this thing from start to finish. It's very, know? very Like I said, I didn't think yeah. I would like them like that. And, if you and, get your hands on I the really Rolling like Stones' greatest hits, I mean, that's a great... Great compilation of uh, great rock and roll. I'll be listening for like nine days straight. Not a bad thing, I guess. I was just teasing you, Memphis. I, I've worn one of those shirts before, and I didn't listen hey, to a lot of Stones. If know. somebody was to ask me, like, what's my favorite Rolling Stones song, they would probably think this one. I'd be like, nah, give me shelter. And it'd be like, okay, he's I like serious. Beast and I'm like, because I really Beast like of Burden it. is a really good song. That is a really good one. I did get chills while that You Can't Always Get What You Want song was playing, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to have to go as that as one of my favorites. Somebody, somebody did a cover. I like the title track. That. Somebody, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Let, it uh, bleed. Let It Bleed. Let It Bleed. Yeah, totally. This is a little Give Me weird. Shelter is really good. It was really a little good. ragged, but it yeah, was good. Give Me Shelter like, was one of my favorite. It's like my favorite Stones song, obviously. Honky Tonk is a good one. I really like that we did this album, man. Like, this album got hits. hits. Fun. Fun fun music. Yeah, I mean, they are probably the greatest rock and roll band of all time. They still, to this day, at 80 years old, are out doing some shows. Could you imagine you think that show doing blow? I got to believe They probably have to because to keep going. They're probably doing blow light. <laughs> blow light. Yeah. What's that? Adderall? Everybody, just cut. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> just doing a gram a night. Yeah. That's it. Adderall, they're cutting it with a little bit more or something. Yeah. Or something. Cocaine light. Oh, uh, no fentanyl, please. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to <laughs> Dim Vinyl Boys. Uh, we are brought to you by Factor Meals. I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. I'll heat one up. I am very hungry. They'll be, they'll be ready in two minutes or less. Um, but they're delicious. And we encourage you to go to factormeals.com slash DVB50. That's DVB50. And use our promo code and save that 50%. Do it. Coming up next week, we're going to be doing a little Wu-Tang Clan. What? Put your dubs up, man. And you know the chamber. They ain't nothing to fuck with. No. You need it. You got to come up with, like, your own Wu-Tang name by next week. So you got to go to, like, the Wu-Tang name generator and you got to come up with a name. You got to have an honorary Wu-Tang name. All right. You gave us some homework. We'll get on it. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Like and subscribe our show. You can comment and tell us how much you love us or how much we suck. We encourage you to do that, whether you listen on Spotify or Apple or wherever you pod. We appreciate it. We are Dem Vinyl Boys. Keep that needle in the groove and keep it groovy, baby. We gone until next week. Peace out. Yeah, baby. Peace out, yo. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.